Hey, girl. Hey, welcome to Single You, the podcast. I'm your host, Rika. I'm a dog mom of two precious sweet pit bulls. I'm a lover of Will Smith. I mean, literally, since I was nine, I have a problem. Mm -hmm. I finally started rocking my curly fro back in 2017 and never looked back. It's been a journey. I'm a motivational speaker, the single girl's life coach, the CEO and founder of Single You Academy, my online community for women. And you'll often hear me say that singleness is not a punishment. Your single season is not a season to endure, sweetheart. It's a life and a life worth living. You just got to design it. Now, my intention with Single You Academy is to help you discover your worth, girl, so that you can stop tying your identity to men and stop being a people pleaser. And I know you hear all the gurus say, you need to love yourself, you need to know yourself. What what is that Drake song? Know yourself, know your worth. (laughs) We hear these things all the time, but sometimes we don't know where to start. That's where I come in. I can get you started. If you reach out your hand, I will grab it. So reach out to me if you need to on Instagram. You can slide into my DMs. Or if you don't have Instagram, you can email me as well. And I'll put those in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to Single You, the podcast. Rate it or share it with someone you feel could use a message like this. Thank you for listening. And let's get into the episode. This is episode 13. Three reasons why you keep falling for the bad guy. Now, listen, when I use you, you know, yes, I'm talking about you, especially if this resonates with you, but it's not out of judgment. It is because I went through this and I recorded this video uh, a while ago. I posted it on Instagram and I thought it was perfect for single you the podcast because I know for a fact you did not see that video. And I want to put as much information out there as I can to get you to discover your worth. So, Let's go ahead and get into it. All right, girl, it is time to talk about the three reasons why we always fall for the bad guy. All right, here's number one. Oh, by the way, my name is Rika, <laughs> the single girl's life coach. I guess I should introduce myself, okay? Here's reason number one. It is because they actually approach us, right? And we love confidence. The problem with confidence though, is that it is easy to fake. And usually if you're faking it, it's because, well, it's coming from a place of insecurity and you're trying to mask it and you're using your social mask to approach us. And it's also ego for most guys. Most guys, especially when they're young, they want to see how many girls they can get. So it's not that you're special. They're just like, all right, this is about to be girl number seven of the night that I'm about to approach and whatnot. Da, da, da. And the problem is when they approach us, we get excited because we like to be picked. We like to be picked. Okay. My abusive ex was, I hate to say this, but it's true. He was one of the finest guys I had ever dated in my life. And in my head right now, I see this turning into four reasons. So he was the finest guy that I had ever dated in my life. And I could not believe that he wanted to be with little Reek, me, the girl from Kent. Oh my God, I was so excited. And with him, I discovered something about myself that I did not like. I was insecure. If I deemed you finer than I was, then I guess I thought, why would he want to be with me? And that's an insecure 
trait that I have worked on now over three years. And now I think I am Beyonce. <laughs> I'm fine, baby. Okay. But I couldn't believe that. I did not like that about myself. But that is one of the reasons why I stayed in that relationship for two years is because he was so fine. And I couldn't believe it. Okay. So that would be reason number two, I guess, your insecurity. So when a guy approaches you, you're just excited to be picked. So you're like, oh my God, I don't care if he's a bad guy or not. Okay. Reason number three is you fall in love with potential. You give this guy more credit than he deserves. He actually hasn't shown you any good qualities about himself, but because he approached you, he's so fine. And it looks like maybe he has his life together. You're like, oh my God, like one weekend, two days in, you're like, he's the one because you have these butterflies in the way he kisses you. Oh, you're like, yes. Okay, let me tell you something. Butterflies are chemical reactions. That is not God's sign that he is the man for you. Our bodies are naturally drawn to each other because that's a natural desire. But I have said this and I will always say this. I bet you your desire is not to be in dysfunction and chaos, right? Because most people say that after I ask, why are you dating? Why are you dating? Oh, because I'm a human and humans, we, I desire to have a man and I'm lonely and that, that, that. Okay, your desire again is not wanting you to be dysfunctional. I pr if you ask desire in yourself, desire, do I want to be in a dysfunctional relationship? It would be like, um, <laughs> no, you should have had a VA, girl, wake up. Okay, so we have to believe Maya Angelou when she says, when people show you who they are, believe them. So maybe in a day, two days, a week, two, uh, well, in two months, he will have shown you. Yeah, whatever. Maybe he hadn't shown you exactly who he is yet, but that's why first week, two weeks in, you're not busting it wide open for Tommy, David, and John. You're not doing that. You are data collecting. That is how you should be dating. Like, okay, he approached me. Let me see what he's about. You have not seen what he's about in a week. And just because your desire and that, oh my God, he's so fine. And the way he kisses me and the way he call me and call me baby girl and stuff like that. Like, oh my God, he's the one. Nope. You don't know him yet. You don't know him. Okay. And now here's reason number four. We fall for the bad guys, quote unquote, right? It's because you don't know yourself, boo boo. Okay. You don't know how you actually want to date. You don't know the difference between a dysfunctional relationship and a healthy relationship. You haven't studied that. You haven't even read a book. You haven't talked to women around you, older women and stuff like that. You believe what TV is showing you. So you see Cardi B getting these big diamond rings from Offset and you're like, that's the relationship I want. You don't know them. You don't know the kind of relationship they have. You don't know anybody's relationship because everybody is walking around here faking the funk in their social mask, as Dr. Phil calls it, calls it, did I say that? <laughs> calls it, and faking the funk, like I said. So what kind of relationship do you want? And then do you know the difference be between a healthy relationship and a dysfunctional relationship? If you don't, might I suggest that you don't date until you figure it out, okay? So those are, well, now it turned into your four reasons why we choose the bad guy. And I'm going to stop saying we because I, I don't do that. <laughs> I have taken a lot of steps to make sure that that doesn't happen to me anymore. And actually, I give you those steps, girlfriend, in my single you online workshop okay so my single you online workshop let me open my notes because i want to make sure i'm making sense okay it's an intensive online workshop for my single women like you the primary purpose of single you is to guide women down a path to designing her life and to encourage her 
you to be the authority of yourself in every category, friendships, dating, parenting, career-wise, you can be the authority of yourself. Yes, you can. You don't have to just take what life is serving you. And actually, the life that you have is because of all of the actions that you have taken since birth, not being the authority of yourself. So that is why you've been in dysfunctional relationships. You're living in chaos in your head. So once you're out of the single you online workshop, you will have some tools to help you discover what a healthy relationship is for you and what a dysfunctional relationship is and also how to execute your goals. If you're ready to be the authority of your life and take control, my single you online workshop, you can sign up. Link is in the bio. Say hi to champ or you can send me a message. Thank you for watching. Tag a single friend who you believe could use this girl. I want every woman to know that you are worthy regardless of your relationship status. Stop looking at Instagram and thinking everybody is in a relationship but you. That is simply not true. Whatever kind of happy and healthy relationship that you want, think of your wildest dreams. It exists. Stop letting society, people, your friends, which I would say they're not your friends then, tell you that you're never, ever, ever going to be able to find the guy that you actually want, okay? Want. <laughs> because you will and you can. You just got to do the work. If you want to change your life, you have to put action behind it. Action and then change. Thank you for watching. Let me ask you this. How many more dysfunctional relationships do you have in you? Can you do that type of relationship again? How long can you go with all this confusion in your head and your heart about your worth and who you are? You see, I know that you need help in discovering your worth so that you can stop tying your identity and worth to men. I can help you with that. So let me know. What is it going to take for you to jump that broom and sign up for Single You? I am here if you need me. And maybe you just need a testimonial. You need to hear how I have helped other women who I call my clients. Or maybe you need to hear what Single You sounds like. Like what are the conversations we're having? So that's what I have for you next. This is either a testimonial or a snippet of the conversations that we're having in single you. But my question is for Nisha and for Eureka is, was this something that the man asked you guys to do or um, like groomed you to do or you did it on your own thinking this is what happy relationships are because I think I've been here but I'm not sure if the man imposed this on you or this was something that you made right Nisha do you want to go first do you want me to go first yeah so um I want to say it's a little of both mm -hmm. because I had these expectations that I was holding him to in my head but at the same time like because of kind of how I proposed things to him, he was able to assert this control over my life. So yes, with at least with this particular relationship, it was very much like I s helped set up the situation for it to 
become abusive mm -hmm. and he fell right along in with the role. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so that's why like, I, I told Rika this, I'm still friends with this person to this day. He still visits my parents, checks in on them for me because we're in different states. Um, you know, he's, he's met my husband, you know, I've hung out with him as an adult without my husband present, but we're strictly, strictly friends and we laugh about uh, our dating situation now. Um, but like, it's, I don't, one of the things that I've learned throughout all my relationships is there is a some personal fault in some of this, but not, but I don't blame anyone for their own abuse, for being abused, you know? Like, it's not your fault that you're abused, but there are certain choices that you can make that that make those situations possible so it's not your fault that you made those choices because you not you it's because you didn't know that that was going to be the outcome you know but it's it's a complicated thing and i'm just saying like part of my forgiving him for that situation was understanding my role in it mm, yeah that's so good. And that's what I had to do too. Um, remember I've told you guys the story about when I went to Mexico, I had to ask myself like how I knew like I allowed this. So why would I allow this? And I went on that journey. Um, so for him, exactly, exactly what Nisha said about, I don't know if he knew he was doing this. I don't know if he know, like, I don't think narcissists go, I'm a narcissist and this is what I do, or I'm gaslighting. And I, I don't think they know that. And it's really not their job to know that for us. We have to know the red flags, right? So when I was dating this abusive ex, I didn't know the red flags and I played into the role because at this time I was 32 and I wanted to be married so bad. So whatever the next guy was, it was going to be him. And we would just come figure it out. Um, and so I, you know, Ellen just put in the chat, I thought that that is how I was supposed to be. I need to morph into whatever you ask me. Um, and the stories um, that I think of a lot um, still, because I like sharing them, because I'm somebody who like loves to pick out examples. But one of them is in the first two weeks of us dating when he already said, oh my God, I'm, I, you know, I love you. And I said, I don't feel like we have to say that yet. You know, it's okay. And he got angry, literally left my house in my car and left. And so, and, but I, and in that moment, I, this is where I should have said, you know, the Bible says be slow to anger. And so that ain't for me, but these are things that I didn't know. Right. Like I didn't know that. Um, and so I chased after him. I blew up his phone. Like, what's wrong? Like, oh, you know, it's, you know, I, and so I ended up saying, ended up going to his apartment and saying, you know what, basically in my head, fine. I love you. So I was like, no, I love you. And I also thought it was so cute that he would get that upset because I didn't say it like, oh my God, that means he really loves me. What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why, these things that we think because we just don't know any better. It's the naivety in it. Like we're just kind of swimming through life thinking that, well, we're supposed to get married and have kids because that's what everybody else does. But there aren't really these deep conversations and one more and then we'll, we'll go on to Nisha's story. 
is when I went to Atlanta um, to visit him, he was a, a, a security guard at this bar. And at this time, I think we were like a year in and his whole um, our fight, I, I, I hear married people say a lot, they have one fight their whole marriage and it's the same thing. So our fight was he always didn't trust me. And I was always trying to prove to him that I was trustworthy because I literally had done nothing. And he gave me the sob story of his baby mama cheated on him so many times, blah, 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 blah. But of course, I'm not asking about what he did. Um, and so I was trying to prove to him. So when I went to this bar, he was like, so this is what you're going to do. You're going to sit. I mean, even the way he talked to me, but you know, you're going to sit at the bar and I'm going to watch you. I'm going to see how you um, turn men down. And I did it because I thought I have to do that so I can prove to you that I'm trustworthy. Like what? Like I just, I used to want to punch old Rika in the face, but I love her because she got to, she got me where I am now. So now I just want to go back and hug that, that little girl inside of me. Like nobody told you that this wasn't okay.